tidying up loose ends on the mecca of conversation. Hottest show in the streets. When you look at Alabama football news, notes, and information, ladies and gentlemen, you're rocking with the best. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine in studios. Great week of content. Was able to deliver to you my most improved players for Alabama football in the upcoming 2019 football season. From there, enjoyed my interview with Leonard Stevens, the visionary, one of the visionaries behind step-by-step performance training out of Birmingham, Alabama. Folks, look him up, reach out to him, train with him, check out the side as he is right now preparing true freshman defensive lineman DJ Dale to have a monster year for the Crimson Tide. But we're now going to tidy up some loose ends here. But first and foremost, I just thought it would be great for you to hear this from me. I thought it would be needed for you guys to hear this. Um, I am not the recruiting guru for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. That title, that helmet, that piece of expertise is done by none other than Justin Smith, our lead scouting recruiting analyst. For me, I look at Alabama football from football from the total picture, the whole uh, totality of things, if you will. I look at current Alabama, current players, current coaches, current trainers, current staffers, things like that. I look at Alabama in the NFL, guys that have come through the capstone, did great, now among the professional ranks, continuing to do well. I look at current and former Alabama, and there are those of you that value that, that appreciate that, and please believe you me, I am grateful that you value that and you appreciate that. But there are a lot of you out there that are solely wired in recruiting, and nothing's wrong with that. A lot of you are just solely focused on what's going on in recruiting. What's the 2020 class looking like? The 2021 class looking like? How many five stars can the program bring in? How are the coaches doing in recruiting? Who is that one guy that Bama really needs to get? I'm just focused on recruiting. A lot of you are like that child at the dinner table that just won't allow your peas to touch your mashed potatoes. I mean, that irks you off. You're willing to throw the whole plate out the freaking window because your peas touched your mashed potatoes. And that's fine. That's fine. You have a lot of people that just want recruiting. And for you, I would refer you to our own Justin Smith, the lead recruiting scouting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine that has a show on this network called The Process. But I just thought I would get into this topic because to me, it is very, very interesting. Any of you have ever seen that person that from the outside looking in, they appear to have it all? nice clothes, drive nice car, makes a nice salary, whether they're married, uh, have great wife or great husband, they're kind of just the king or queen of the hill, so to speak, living that good life, you know, that abundant life, but from their own aspect, they feel like this is still not enough. You ever get tired of those people? Do those people ever just irk you off? Just wondering. But the reason why I brought in an analogy here is there's a five-star wide receiver by the name of Julian Fleming. And crazy how 
when you bring up a term five star, everybody's ears perk up like a trained German shepherd. But there's this five star wide receiver, Julian Fleming, at 6'2", 200 pounds out of Pennsylvania. He is one of the more elite names in the 2020 class. He's got a lot of schools looking at him, in particular, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Arkansas, and Arizona State. But Alabama, one of those schools that is looking at him. The two recruiters that are that were out are are out trying to get him just so happen to be wide receivers coach Holloman Wiggins, of whom uh, the Crimson Tide brought over from Virginia Tech, and offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach Steve Sarkeesian. Now, a few days ago, this goes back to Monday, there was an article that came out via AO.com talking about, you know, Fleming did not give his commitment, his verbal to Alabama. Gave his verbal to Ohio State on May 31st of this year. And article came out via AO.com listing Fleming's comments as to why he didn't give that verbal to Alabama. I want you to check this out here. According to Fleming via AO.com, he said about Alabama, their coaching has been inconsistent. I've been recruited by two to three coaches there. You know, I want someone I can rely on. He continues with Alabama is a stepping stone for coaches now. They're going to Alabama and they're moving up because that's just how the process is done. It's just how the process is being done right now. Nick Saban is going to be there. He's going to be reliable. But ultimately, it came down to, I need someone to coach me, end quote. Basically, what Fleming said, Nick Saban, not enough for me. Nick Saban, great. Nick Saban, fantastic. Nick Saban's cool. He's the GOAT and everything. But Nick Saban just doesn't do it for me. Like I need more than Nick Saban. And... I understand where Julian Fleming is coming from. I'm not upset about what he said. I don't think it's wrong about what he said. He's entitled to his own opinion. There was another five-star wide receiver in the 2018 class by the name of Justin Ross, who hails from Phoenix City, Alabama, Central High School, of whom the Crimson Tide missed out on at six foot four, that kind of said the same thing. I want to have stability on the coaching staff. Nick Saban, good. Nick Saban, great. But, you know, I want more. And I go to Clemson. I look at the coaching staff Dabo Sweeney has there. Everybody's together. Everybody's a family. It's exciting. I want to be a part of this. And and I've mentioned this before. It's kind of like that child that grew up in a household where you had both parents, two parents, mom and dad. It was structure. And that child, that individual likes structure. So when you go to an area or when you tour or view an area that does not have that structure or provides the things that you were used to growing up, you uh, immediately repel. It's an instinct for you to repel from that situation because it's not what you're used to. At the same time, if you grew up in a household where there was not much structure at all, and you're trying to get away from that and provide something better for yourself, you would want to go into the environment where there is structure, there is consistency, uh, there's stability. 
So that's what Fleming and Justin Ross were kind of hinting on. Once again, I'm not against what they said. They are entitled to their own opinion. What irks me, though, is national media. National media has a way to make a sky is falling story out of everything. And I understand it's the offseason. There's not much football or any football at all going on. People are starving for information. People are starving. They're craving for content. So they're willing to click on anything dealing with football, even if it's off the wall, hysterical, hyperbole, you know, the sky is falling, stuff like that. And they, they always tend to make the story at some point about the Crimson Tide. And it's crazy how they've bent the story to Nick Saban's losing it. Here's a guy that five-star doesn't want to come to Alabama because of the lack of consistency on the coaching staff. Nick's losing his edge. Nick's losing his swagger. Nick's losing the energy. Nick is losing his way, his fondness in being able to get these youngsters in here. In years past, Julian Fleming would have been, boom, Alabama. No ifs, ands, buts about it, but doesn't want to choose Bama. There's a problem here. There's an issue here. And it's it's crazy because, I mean, Alabama, there could be a recruiting class right now that has 25 stars. And all of those five stars could be on the ESPN 300. And all of these guys are the best players in their respective state, are the best recruit in their respective state, they're Mr. Football in their respective state, they are can't-miss products. There could be 20 recruits, 25 stars in a particular recruiting class. Let's say Alabama grabs 19 of them. They're all five stars. They're all big-time prospects. They're all on the ESPN 300. But let's just say Alabama grabs 19 of a 20. National media will go hunt down that one name Alabama did not get like it's searching for the Holy Grail. They will hawk down that one name Alabama didn't get. They will put a camera and a microphone in front of his face. They will ask him all the questions to get the response that they want to get and they will blow the story. They will paint the story in a manner of because Alabama... Because Nick Saban did not get this guy, the cream of the crop of five stars, the chief of five stars, the baddest thing smoking, the most headline name, the most transcendent five star out there. We don't even know if the kid's going to pan out, but they'll put it up like this is a once in a generation type player and Nick Saban couldn't get him. Oh, it's the beginning of the end. Oh, the sky is falling. Oh, the dynasty's over. Oh, Nick Saban's world championships is going straight through the pooper. Why? Because they, he didn't get this five-star. Oh, he got the other 19, but he didn't get this five-star. This is the five-star that can make or break Alabama. This is the five-star that can make or break Nick Saban. That's how national media is painting this out here. And it's crazy because you don't even know if the kid is going to pan out. There are quite a few five-stars that do not pan out. Some of them came from the University of Alabama. Chris Black was a five-star. Jacksonville, Florida, first coast high school. Didn't pan out. 
wasn't his fault. Injuries robbed him. Robert Foster, five-star receiver in the 2013 class out of Pennsylvania, didn't pan out. Wasn't his fault. Injuries robbed him for doing well in the NFL. You even look at Blake Barnett. Private to a tongue of Aloha was the highest rated five-star quarterback, highest rated quarterback Alabama's ever had. Didn't pan out, got too nervous, and ended up picking up his grip going to South Florida. You even look at Ben Davis, five-star linebacker. People are praying that at some point the light bulb clicks on for him. We don't know if it's ever going to come on. There are some five-stars that just don't pan out. You don't know when it comes to Julian Fleming, but it's just crazy how because Alabama did not get him or get his verbal commitment as of right now, the sky is falling. Stories are coming out. I'm going to say this right now. Alabama is not going to get every five-star. They get most of them. They get most of them, but you're not going to get every five-star, and, and that's okay. Alabama... Nick Saban is the equivalent to uh, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. The New England Patriots have won six Super Bowls in its history, right? Six Super Bowls. In those six Super Bowls, aside from one player, Tom Brady, who has been there from the first Super Bowl to the sixth one, New England has won these championships with a different cast of players every year, with a different cast of coaches on the coaching staff every year. They just continue to roll. Why? Because the main pieces consistently stay in place. Belichick, Brady, and Bob Kraft. Robert Kraft. I mean, players want to go to New England. Why? They want to play for Belichick. They know if I play for Coach Bill, I'm going to get the best coaching. If I play for Coach Bill, I'm going to win a Super Bowl. At the worst, if I play for Coach Bill, I'm going to win or be in the conversation for the AFC Championship. If, if I play for Coach Bill, he's going to put the best guys around me to teach me, train me, develop me. Kraft, Brady, Belichick. That trio is still there. And even with, you know, guys coming up to compete with New England, the Patriots nine times out of ten are going to always be in the conversation for a Super Bowl. They're going to more than likely win a Super Bowl every time they step on the field because they got the main three guys intact. It's the same with Alabama. Players come and go. The transfer portal is making it to where you can't keep a stacked roster, a consistent roster, a favorable roster. Players come and go. Coaches come and go. Staffers leave. Nick Saban's still there. Players want to play for Coach Nick. I mean, the position coaches are good. The guys that recruit you are good. But at the end of the day, these players sign their name on that letter of intent. Why? I want to play for Nick because if I play for Nick I'm getting the best coaching if I play for Nick I'm going to be in the conversation for a national championship probably even win the national championship if I play for Nick I am guaranteed a shot to win the SEC also if I play for Nick I'm guaranteed to be a first round pick seeing how Nick since 2008 Saban 87 players placed in the National Football League draft 29 of those first 
round picks. If I play for Nick, I know what I'm going to get because Saban is a proven commodity. Nick is still there. Scott Cochran is still there. Burton Burns, the one in the off-field role, is still there. You still have guys that have been staffers at Alabama from day one under Saban still there. Coaches may leave. Staffers may go elsewhere. Players may go. But the main people are still in pocket. The one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is Saban's Saban's coaching tree. I mean, Saban is like that subject in social studies that I enjoyed as an elementary school, high school child. That was Manifest Destiny, conquering from east to west. Nick Saban has a representative in all 50 states of college football. He can get somebody from Pennsylvania, get a coach from Pennsylvania. Immediately, he has a recruiting tie to Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Washington, D.C., the whole East Coast. Why? Because he got that coach. Even if that coach leaves because Nick Saban is indeed.com slash LinkedIn and your resume goes up, bing, when you work with him, he's able to go grab another coach and continue continue prospering, conquering from east to west. The manifest destiny continues to go. Why? People want to work with Nick Saban. People want to play for Nick Saban. I remember talking to a couple of players on the team and they told me they said Steven yeah the coaching turnover is rough yeah it's difficult yeah it's a pain to deal with but what does Coach Saban always tell us just trust me just trust me just trust and know I'm going to get the coaches in that's going to help us I'm going to get the coaches in that are going to be ready that are going to be prepared that's going to put us in the right spot to win just trust me and that's what coach tells these players every single year and the players buy into it and every single year even with the coaching turnover Alabama finds itself in a Southeastern Conference Championship and Alabama finds itself in a spot to compete for a national title no other program can say that as of right now. Yes, Dabo Sweeney has not experienced it yet, but let him keep coaching. He'll experience a turnover. Kirby Smart is about to experience one this year. Young Oss, Jim Chaney to Tennessee. Young Oss, Mel Tucker to Colorado. He's about to experience it this year. Can Kirby handle it? Remains to be seen. Saban's used to this. So, to wind this on down, folks. I get the Julian Fleming statement. I get what he said. Nothing against what he said. But what irks me, national media, the sky is falling because Bama didn't get it. Bama's still recruiting. Bama is still Bama. And Bama, regardless, is going to be in the conversation for a national championship. Why? Nick Saban is still at the program. It's going to do it here for this edition, folks, of In My Own Words. As always, you check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Download that today for your iPhone if you're rocking Team Apple, the iPhone App Store. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone, giving you all your notes, news, needs, information on the Crimson Tide. Subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com, the site for all of your needs there. 
and subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube, getting with the site with over 1 million views. When we get back to start next week's edition of shows, we will dive into positional battles. Which position group are you the most confident about? And which one do you have concerns for? For all of us here at the TDA brand, until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. So long, everybody. Spinning my own words.